Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Melissa Mason. And I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. We're back again today. We are. What would our couple Mel name be? Mel and Chell, that rhymes. Mel Chell. That's a bit cute. Chell Mel. Anyway, <laughs> look, we've got a big show today. The last remaining maths couples have broken up within hours of each other, can you believe? And it's really got us wondering whether reality TV romance can actually translate into real life romance. So we're going to discuss that soon. But first, we've got the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. Well, kicking off the show with my personal favourite type of news, pop icon news. <laughs> so coming off the back of weeks of speculation, we now have confirmation of a collaboration between two cultural icons, Elton John and Britney Spears. I'm so glad these rumours were true. Yes, me too. So today, reps for both artists sent out a press release stating that the track that they've worked on together is called Hold Me Closer and it will be coming soon. is believed to be a reimagined version of Elton John's iconic Tiny Dancer, which would be kind of similar to the collaboration he did last year with Dua Lipa. Mm-hmm. So that was called Cold Heart. It was sort of a mashup of a bunch of Elton songs. It's a great song. Yeah, it feels like this is a new sort of MO, which I'm here for. It's like a cool and innovative way to be like, hey, youngins, yeah. I have all this good music, <laughs> which I quite like. Elton also teased the news on Instagram with a post that had a rose emoji and a rocket emoji, obviously rocket man, yes. and the hashtag hold me closer. And so anyone who's across Britney's socials like I am will know that she very often uses a red rose emoji. Mm-hmm. So that's a little tell there. Obviously, this is Britney's first return to music since the end of her conservatorship late last year and the first new music she's released since 2016. We have no official release date yet, but I cannot wait. Well, some very sad news broke very early this morning Mm. with the husband of Olivia Newton-John confirming that the Aussie icon had died aged 73. So in a statement on socials, John Easterling said that Olivia Newton-John had died peacefully at her ranch in Southern California on Monday morning, surrounded by family and friends. In the statement, he said, Olivia has been a symbol of triumphs and hope for over 30 years sharing her journey with breast cancer. Her healing inspiration and pioneering experience with plant medicine continues with the Olivia Newton-John Foundation Fund, dedicated to researching plant medicine and cancer. In lieu of flowers, the family asks that any donations be made in her memory to the Olivia Newton-John Foundation. 
So at the time of recording, the cause of death has not actually been announced. But as that statement says, Newton John has long been a major pioneer for cancer research. So she was first diagnosed with breast cancer in 1992 and had two further reoccurrences in 2013 and 2017. And in 2017, she said it had spread to her lower back and progressed to stage four. Mm, that's so long. Yeah, really long. So this is obviously really sad news that sent shockwaves throughout Hollywood and has led to many, many tributes. So her daughter, Chloe Latanzi, shared a carousel of photos of them together on Instagram. It's really lovely yeah, photos. Yeah, it is. It's kind so of heartbreaking. Their entire lives, which is just lovely. You also had people like Barbara Streisand, Marley Matlin and Magda Zabanski also sharing tributes. Richard Wilkins cried on the Today Show this morning oh. and that really got me. Oh buddy. Back. Well done man. It's, it's such a beautiful your relationship with her was, was so beautiful. No, that's no, alright. No, I got nothing more to say. It's no, it's good. Her it's good. life speaks good. for itself. I want to run through some of the others, including this one from John Travolta, obviously her Grease co-star. Mm-hmm. I read this aloud this morning to my colleague Brielle. We were the only two in the office racing to cover this breaking yep. news for the website. And we both got very teary. So John Travolta said, My dearest Olivia, you made all of our lives so much better. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much. We will see you down the road and we will all be together again. Yours from the moment I saw you and forever. And he signs off, you're Danny, you're John. You're Danny, you're John. Yeah, that got me so good. I just love that they've been friends since Greece. That is so long ago. You just don't really hear that often of Hollywood friendships lasting And so genuine as well. It just seems like they really, really loved each other. So a couple of others, Hugh Jackman, who's been quite open about how Olivia Newton-John was his sort of first and biggest celebrity crush. And Mm. he said that he is devastated to hear the news that Olivia Newton-John has passed away. He says, one of the greatest privileges of my life was getting to know her. Not only was she one of the most talented people I've known, she was one of the most open-hearted, generous and funny. She was a -a one-of-a-kind spirit. Kylie Minogue said, since I was 10 years old, I have loved and looked up to Olivia Newton-John and I always will. She was and always will be an inspiration to me in so many, many ways. These tributes are really, They're just so beautiful. And I think that's the thing is like Olivia had such an impact, particularly on Australian celebrities Mm -hmm. and people like Kylie Minogue coming through and also championing a music career at the same time as an acting career. Yeah, I knew that there were going to be some incredible tributes flowing today because of how much she meant to everyone. And they all talk a lot about like her light as a human, which I think is really lovely. It's clear that Olivia had a really profound impact on a lot of people. Like I remember in 2018, she came into the Mamma Mia office. She did a no filter interview with Mia. I was quite fresh at the time. I hadn't really met any celebrities or seen them at all, really. And I remember after the interview, she stuck around. She took photos with everyone. She had a good chat with everyone. And she was so lovely and kind. And I just think that's quite memorable to me. I always think about how nice she was in that moment. If you would like to listen to that No Filter interview, it has been reshared in the feed this morning. So if you search No Filter in your podcast app, it will be at the top of the feed. So really sad news today. Rest in peace to an absolute Aussie legend. Not one, but two maths couples officially announced their breakups last night, Chelsea, which means 2022 season has exactly zero successful relationships. I didn't see that coming. What a shock. (laughs) Olivia Fraser and Jackson Loney were the first to announce their split, shocking everybody because two days ago, Olivia did an Instagram Live where, according to So Dramatic, she went on about them being rock solid and like in a good place. And then last night, the couple posted one of those, you know, those shared ownership Instagram posts where it's like both of them. 
names at the top and it's this carousel of pictures from their time on maths and their time after and that really proves they know how to do the PR around a split. Was that the breakup announcement, a shared carousel? It was a shared carousel, same caption. And the caption's the usual, you know, after a wonderful 10 months together, we have decided to go our separate ways, you know, lots of love for each other, blah, 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 transitioning to a friendship. (laughs) I'm sorry, I sound so cynical, but, you know, they're always the same. Checking those PR boxes. Anyway, literal hours later... Daniel Holmes, same season, mm-hmm. publishes this statement on Instagram announcing his split from girlfriend Carolina Santos. And now this was wild news again because just a few days prior he'd literally told So Dramatic that things were all good with them. So they'd asked him how oh, are things going because no. there'd been rumours swirling. And he was like, no, we're all good. In the statement he says, I think it's been obvious for a while that we've gone our separate ways. So really mixed messages there, <laughs> Daniel, but okay. So, what? I almost died though because then The Wash put up a post and... And it's got both of their like bios, you Uh know, like the top of the Instagram where it says all your details. And Carolina still had his name and like love hearts next to it. And he'd removed it and put up this post. And she's in Europe at the moment. (gasps) Everyone's thinking that he just went rogue. Yes. So it's like maybe he went rogue and announced it before telling her anything about like like I think they obviously had broken up, Mm -hmm. but he had made a kind of like what happened again with Brooke. Yeah, Brooke and David. (laughs) I remember that. Just like the not knowing that that is when the announcement's gonna happen. Anyway, so as Kristen Cavallari would say, it's all drama, drama, drama. But mainly, I'm like, can any reality TV relationship actually survive in this modern age? And like I say modern age, but I mean like, you know, the past few years where you've got Instagram and TikTok on the rise and it's kind of like you go on these shows and you're almost guaranteed this huge social media following that can be really lucrative. Like you can Mm. make a lot of money out of becoming an influencer these days. And so I totally understand why people would go that route, but it kind of then begs the the question of is anything really genuine in these shows anymore yeah like are these people signing up to married at first sight because they see how many fantastic couples have come out of it which is not many not many. so i don't think that's the case or are they doing it because it's going to lead to great opportunities in a career down the track well i mean it. i know what i think yeah what's interesting about maths is that you put these couples in like a simulated real life environment yes i guess like obviously the cameras and the dinner parties and all the drama with the other couples is not authentic but they are living together they're going off and like living in each other's worlds for a yeah. little bit meeting like friends and cooking family. together boring like <laughs> yeah. the most boring <laughs> stuff like doing puzzles together and things it's not like other shows where it's like hyper romance exactly so you would think that that would give them a much better idea of what like a relationship would look like once this quote-unquote experiment is over, right? Like, for example, The Bachelor like, removes people from real life completely. Mm. They have no access to the outside world or their support systems, and you have Osha giving them a helicopter and be like, you crazy kids, go have a picnic on the side of a mountain or something. Yeah, right. Like, that doesn't happen in real life. So I feel like the issue here is around the drama and the fame that comes with these two shows. Yes. And I think it's the drama and the fame that you have to kind of fight for with maths Mm. because with Bachelor, right, like if you leave that show as a couple, you are the only couple that's come from that show. Everyone's invested in you. So you don't really have to stir up heaps of drama and chaos to keep us interested, whereas Mm. with maths, there's multiple couples at the end that, that are, inverted commas, successful, and decide to stay together. And so, like, if you look at Olivia and Jackson and Carolina and Daniel, their relationships, that whole 10 months, was just constant 
chaos. Mm. You had Olivia and Jackson. There was a cheating scandal where like a video yes. emerged of Jackson kissing this TikTok star and mm-hmm. and then Olivia went to England and was like, I'm leaving oh, yeah. because of my yeah, boyfriend, yeah, yeah. you know. I that. And then <laughs> Carolina and Daniel, they were sharing like these like cryptic Instagram posts that hinted like problems in the relationship. So it's really just been a constant high pitch level for them. And I almost, look, I mean, do I like to judge relationships from the outside? Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do like to. And I'm going to say that it just seems very much like they felt pressure to keep up the TV drama at the sake of probably having a normal relationship. Like if I have a fight with my boyfriend, I'm not doing an Instagram live to tell everybody exactly what went down and how much we've learned from it because no one cares. Exactly. Literally no one cares. But they have an audience that does care because their relationship's been built on this like environment that's like fueled by scandal and drama. And so when you come out of that situation, you have a built-in audience who are there for the scandal and the drama. And that's why I question how they can have like a real. I say real, like I don't think it's a contractual or PR relationship or anything like that. But real in the sense that like, how can you have just like an everyday relationship with all the mundane stuff that comes from an everyday relationship, sitting on the couch being like, oh my God, stop taking two hours to choose what to watch on Netflix and that (laughs) kind of shit, which like is boring. Are you watching my relationship from the wall? (laughs) I feel like maybe, yeah, relatable because that's my relationship in a nutshell, basically. (laughs) But it's true. Like, it would be so easy to get sucked into caring what everyone thought as well. Like, I would be constantly on my phone. I would have Google alerts set up. I get it. I would be this invested in what everybody else thinks of my relationship Mm -hmm. because how could you not be? Like, I'm pretty sure Carolina has like 131,000 followers. Olivia's got about 190,000. Like, that is a lot of people that are now watching you and the the reason that they're watching you is because of this relationship that you had from maths. I mean, the validation, right? You build up and you have all these people invested in you. And so it's going to be hard to be like, I no longer care because you do. You've built up a profile and like people are telling you, show me more about your life and you're going to want to. Yeah. And I think perhaps like why some of the more recent bachelor couples have been more successful just to compare them. One element is that obviously, you know, there's no experts that are clearly placing incompatible people together. Mm. But I think that another reason for this is that in recent years, The Bachelor seems to have tried to pull back on some of the drama drama, of like, you know, we're not getting as intense villain edits as we were in like the Honey Badger, Matt Agnew sort of era. And so relationships like the most recent winners, Jimmy and Holly, they're not based on this super heightened dramatic background like yeah. mass relationships are. Yeah, they're really leaning more into real connections. Totally. I think the flip side of this, mm. The Bachelor has sort of pulled back on this drama and we have seen a ratings dip, right? Yes. In the last few seasons, the ratings have really dropped off and maths is just like going steady or even climbing. Yeah. And maths is really leaning into its drama yeah, they're more like polar and more. Opposites and, more. Now. and so as much as we can talk about this and sort of recognise the issues with it, we do just want to watch the drama, it yeah. seems. And I think that's what it comes down to, isn't it, is we're always going to see these faux couples emerge. Mm. And I say faux couples because, like I said, I don't think they necessarily didn't believe in their love at all, but just this environment that creates yeah. couples that don't last because we love the drama and then they love giving us the drama. Completely. And then we love, I mean, we get a little bit of schadenfreude when it all crumbles down as it has in the last 24 hours. Mm. I mean, we all kind of are like, well, we saw that coming. And, you know, there's a bit of like... Ha ha about it. You could be so forgiven for accidentally thinking you had a real connection with somebody based on the fact that you're in a dating show, you're literally being put with this person or say it's The Bachelor, you're, you know, vying for somebody's love. The whole thing is set up to create a relationship out of 
mm. you and whoever you're interested in and then to take that out into the real world. I do think there have been some real connections. Like you've got people like Jules and Cam, Martha yeah. and Michael. They've lasted the distance. And I, you can't really argue with years of being together and like literally getting married and having babies. Like I just don't think that's a PR stunt, guys, just putting that out there. <laughs> but, you know, like I think they're the exception to the rule not an example of, say, necessarily authentic people going on the show to find love. I think everybody probably has an ulterior motive at this point to go on these shows. Mm -hmm. But, hey, you can find love anywhere, right? So they probably went on and genuinely just had a connection with this person built on that relationship because they're still very much public Mm. couples, but they seem to make it work. And I think that's because there probably is a real relationship underneath and they do do the mundane stuff that we don't see all the time. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. We loved having you here. This episode of The Spill was produced by Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. And we'll see you at mamamia.com.au and on The Spill's Instagram page. Bye. Bye.